This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody. This is the MLB Extras Royals podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Jeffrey Flanagan, our Royals reporter. We are at the winter meetings uh, Mandalay Bay Resort in Las Vegas. We got some different things to talk to, but on day one of the winter <laughs> meetings in the AM as we record this, the Kansas City Royals are winning the 2018 <laughs> winter meetings, Jeffrey, because they're the only team that's really made a splash so far. It's not official. It will be right. soon. But Billy Hamilton will be the center fielder. Wow, we woke up uh, this morning at 7.30 and all of a sudden that news started coming out and, and uh, got, was able to confirm that they're, they're getting close to finalize that deal for a one year and there'll probably be a mutual option with that deal. And uh, I talked to Dayton just maybe an hour ago and uh, they're committed to having him be their center fielder next year. So uh, that's gonna be an interesting dynamic in the outfield with You've got Jorge Soler coming back. You've got Bonifacio. They traded for Brett Phillips in the Mike Moustakas trade. They traded for Brian Goodwin. Uh, you've got all these outfield pieces. Alex Gordon, six-time gold glove winner in left field. So they're, they're, they're going to be dynamic defensively again, kind of the way they were with Lorenzo Cain uh, and, and Gordon in, in that outfield. And uh, speed-wise, you know, Dayton likes loves speed. He loves the motion game. And uh, I, I, I was talking to you earlier, and I just envisioned that lineup being – Hamilton hitting ninth, which he did in Cincinnati a lot, and then Merrifield, who won the stolen base crown, and Mondesi, who's probably going to win the stolen base crown next year. So kind of a flashback to the old 70s, 80s Royals were just speed, speed, speed. It's kind of neat that the, the Royals have seemingly developed kind of what they are. Yeah. over the years. The teams that obviously won the World Series, went to back-to-back -back World Series, was a team based on great defense, great outfield defense, some speed and athleticism, and now as they kind of rebuild a little bit and take their next run of things, it looks like they want to do the same thing. Absolutely, and that's why I wrote last week that they were interested in Billy Hamilton, because he's there, he fits their profile of a type of player. You know, unbelievable speed, unbelievable defense. Um, I think he was fifth in the league and outs above average uh, per stat cast. And uh, that's who they're going to be going forward. And, and uh, it, it should be pretty exciting for Royals fans, too, because I think when Lorenzo Cain left, uh, a lot of fans kind of missed that guy patrolling center field that got to everything. And that's who they are. Uh, this is going to be a game of motion for them. And like Dayton likes to say, you know, speed and defense show up every day, no matter what. What about the bat for Hamilton? Because that was the one thing that, I mean, it got in the way in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, he wasn't able to ever really get the bat going. We know that if he can get on base, he can steal bases. And you said it, the defense is always there. But do the Royals feel confident that he can hit enough in that nine hole? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I didn't talk to them a lot about that particular issue. Uh, it, it's never been a major concern to them how much a guy you know, if he, can, if he can get on base at a 325 or 330, I think they'd be satisfied with yeah. that. You know, Alex Gordon, has, his offense has dipped tremendously the last three years. He still wins gold gloves, and he still helps him win ball games. That's how they view Billy, and Billy's got that speed factor too. So, yeah, I think that's a little bit of concern. You don't want a guy coming in with a 280 on base percentage. You know, he's not going to get on base enough. But they feel like he, if he does, when he does get on base, he can disrupt the game. 
the other reason that the Reds kind of let him go was obviously arbitration. Right. It was a situation where the money was going to be too much for where they were at. So this works out great for the Royals because they're paying a, a salary that's going to be less than he would have been making in arbitration. Most likely. I yeah. think it's going to be in the $5 million, $5.25 million range. And, and that kind of fits their tight budget for next year. They're, uh, they're probably at about 87 88 right now. They don't want to go much higher than $92 million. Uh, so they've got a little wiggle room left and maybe add some bullpen help, but I don't expect another big splash like this one. So that's the big news for the Royals so far. You mentioned Mondesi, and I wanted to talk about him a little bit because it's when he splashed on the scene, obviously making his big league debut in the World Series. I think everybody remembers right. that. But then it's been a slow kind of build since then. Is he ready? He had a great second half. Is he ready to really break out in 2019? I, I've never seen a guy with as much talent as he has in all, all phases of the game since Bo Jackson. I mean, wow. I mean he, is, he is so lightning fast. He can do so many things acrobatically defensively and I, I don't know what the stat is but like it seemed like every single home run he hit last year was over 420 feet I mean from both sides of the plate so we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg and he didn't become really a, an everyday guy till late August early September and I'm excited to see what he's going to produce over a full season I mean there are people are getting pretty excited like he's going to steal 80 bases he's going to hit 30 home runs and, <laughs> and all these kind of, I mean seriously he, he hit whatever 12 or 14 last year in just a limited amount of time and he's got that kind of strength he's just a phenomenal athlete so um, it's really exciting to, to see what he's going to be going forward. Hamilton's going to be the big news here for the Royals. I think yep. we can say from that. There's not going to be another backup big move for this team. But what is left to do for this team as you look ahead? There's a debate right now going on in the organization about what that might be. I mean, I've asked Dayton about four times in the last two weeks about do you need bullpen help? And he keeps coming back. He thinks he has enough on the 40-man roster right now that he can build a bullpen again like he did in years past. Uh, I won't hold it past him, though, with the little bit of money they have left to spend to go out and get a veteran arm. It's probably one of those deals where it happens in January or February, closer to spring training. So when guys are looking around and go, hey, I don't have a job yet. Uh, you know, I might have to you know, go for something cheap here. And that's where the Royals will probably step in, and they might get some value there. Yeah, that's the smart way to do it if you can do you it can. and if you can be patient and do it that way. Um, the Rule 5 draft was gold for the Royals a year ago. That's always how the the winter meetings ends. It's Thursday morning for people that are unfamiliar with it and teams can basically pluck players from other organizations that aren't protected on the 40-man roster after they've played so many seasons of professional ball. The caveat being they have to be up with the big league club for the entire season. So it's a risky move and teams that are planning to contend generally can't really afford to do it but the Royals were in a position last year to do it and they plucked Brad Keller from the D-backs and amazingly he basically their best pitcher in 2018 <laughs> so there's two things here one is do they have enough room on their 40 man to try to do that again because yeah. they're picking high in yeah. the rule five they are uh, they, they cleared uh, four spots off the roster uh, about a week and a half ago they did sign Chris Owings last week um, and he'll be a backup middle infielder that puts him at 37 they got three spots open depending on when they make the move or make the official Hamilton deal that would get them at 38 they still have two spots open I suspect that with the number two pick in the rule five draft you're going to get a pretty good player somebody that could really stick on that roster for a full season so I, I, I'm guessing it'll be a pitcher and I'm guessing they'll do it I mean, they might even take another one in the second 
round of that phase. So, uh, yes, they'll be active. Yeah, and a lot of times that's a way to help your bullpen. If you're a team in the Royals position where you are building, you grab a guy with high upside, and he's got to be on the roster. Sometimes you hide them, but maybe you can even get good innings. Well, that's what they did with Keller last yeah. year. He was in the, in the bullpen for the first half of the season, finally got his shot in the rotation, and like you mentioned, became basically their best starter. So what is the story with Brad Keller going to 2019? Because nobody expected to see that. So was it real in the Royals' minds? We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, you know, they've got about eight or nine candidates for the rotation right now, and obviously he's in the top three. You've got Danny Duffy coming back. you got Ian Kennedy. Jacob Junis had a, a strong finish to the year. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that Brad Keller should be the opening day starter. I don't think that's going to happen. It depends on what they do with Danny Duffy and Ian Kennedy. Those guys could also be bullpen options down the road. So uh, I, I think, uh, look, every hitter I talked to that faced him last year said he was, he was a hard guy to face. I, I don't think he's going away. I think that stuff's real. The way the Royals beat the, built their championship team was a lot through the draft, obviously. They did a great job. They had high picks. They capitalized. You can't hit them all. Um, but Kyle Zimmer was a guy that obviously a first rounder that they had high hopes for injuries, struggles. It's really been tough for him, not even on the 40 man roster right now. Right. But you said you, you talked to him out at the AFL. Yeah, he's, I, I he's just, feeling good. Yeah, I just happened to run into him. I was out there to do some other stuff and I just uh, was near the clubhouse and I said, hey, Kyle. And, and, and we, we chatted for a while and, and we just kind of went over. He went to that driveline program in Seattle uh, at the beginning of last year. And, I was there, like, you're only supposed to be there like three months. He was there for six months. And he said he has never felt this good physically since he signed his pro contract. So uh, he's throwing pain-free, 92, 94, 95 with ease. He expects that velocity even go up a little bit uh, once he, he rests a little bit and, and you know, gets his strength back. Um, I wouldn't be, and the Royals feel the same way. I wouldn't be surprised if he also makes his major league debut next year. And uh, he could be a guy that helps the bullpen or maybe even the rotation. All right, Las Vegas is an interesting place for the winter meetings. It's spread out. How are you doing with that? <laughs> well, <laughs> compared to Nashville? I don't know. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I mean, it seems like they're always spread out. But, yeah, it's just kind of try trying to find where your hotel room is. That's the hardest part every day. And, and working through this maze and the weaves. So. I think it's easier to find the outdoor world here than it is in Nashville. <laughs> yeah. That's one. And the yeah. biosphere that is Nashville. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the MLB Extras Royals podcast. For Jeffrey Flanagan, I'm Tim McMaster, bringing this from to you from the 2018 winter meetings. Join us again next time.